welcome to the Cold Bow Arcade. This is a special spin-off series of the Cold Bow Podcast. This is going to be our video game-centric podcast. With me today is my co-host, Troy. Hey, how you doing? Good, man. How are you? Good. I'm kind of excited that we're doing this. We're doing uh, something I love very nearly and dearly, something special to me, video games. <laughs> this is podcast is just video game talk. Um, Dude, I'm so excited, man. I I love talking video games just about as much as I love talking movies and sports and all that other stuff. So this is cool that we're just spending some time to just talk about video games. So let's let's do it, man. Let's so jump into let's, it. Let's talk about the inception, uh, if you will, of this of this show here and kind of how uh, this is Troy's brainchild of how he wanted to kind of do just a video game show. So explain to the audience why we're doing this. I, I can't take too much credit because uh, I really can't take any credit because this is actually our brainchild. This is our baby. I was just trying to, right. to rub your back here. We are we are two dads. <laughs> a wonderful child. <laughs> no. Um, so basically, like, if, you, if uh, you've ever listened to any of our other episodes before, um, some of our first ones, we did an, an episode about uh, a video game, video game called Brothers mm. and uh, another video game called Inside. Mm. And uh, we haven't really done video games since then. And I think mm-hmm. the reason why is it just takes a long time to beat the games. And they're expensive. This mm-hmm. is an expensive hobby. Uh, expensive hobby that a lot of people play. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you're right. It's it's kind of hard for me to say, hey, guys, go out and buy the new Spider-Man. We're going to do that for our I'll do anything once. Uh, it's a $60 commitment. So I hope that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming out. It's going to be. It's, gonna, it's 80 hours to complete. <laughs> so get on that. Do your homework. <laughs> you have a week. <laughs> so this this is why we're doing this show. So we can talk about uh, stuff that we already devote time and money to, Troy mm-hmm. and I specifically, um, that we can talk about on this show that so, sometimes some of the other guys aren't willing to, to spend the money or time yeah. on. Or just don't have the time. And the other, the other thing is that you, you're you also getting um, two different sides of the same coin. You know, Chris is really into uh, into indie games. He's really into your side-scrollers. He loves his his uh, Nintendo uh, Switch or mm-hmm. whatever, anything else has been made by Nintendo. Um, That's true, I do. <laughs> I like, uh, you know, I like your online games. I love playing GTA with some friends. Um, I love playing NBA 2K or NBA Live game, mm-hmm. uh, Madden. Um, I love playing all of those. You're essentially like the opposite gamer of me too. Right. That's... Two sides of the same coin, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I, I think there's a lot to be said here where we can also appreciate what each other brings to the table there too. So our hope is that with this uh, Cold Bow Arcade special that you're going to get um, a lot of a lot of everything. and uh, And hopefully we can be entertaining too as far as that goes. Oh, we are. We're mm. super entertaining. Mm. <clears throat> all right. So, uh, dude... Uh, first things first, since this is a video game podcast, why don't you tell uh, me what you've been playing lately? So the game I've been playing uh, most recently is the game called Heavy Rain. Yes. And Heavy Rain came out like back in like like eight or nine years ago. Yes. Like it came out a long time ago. Yes. But it was recently remastered for uh, for the PS4. PS4. Yeah. And um, it's a PlayStation exclusive too. Yeah. And it was the reason why I was playing it is because it was on PlayStation Plus for free. So mm-hmm. why not play a free game? And Heavy Rain is a very, very 
uh, story-centric game. Like, it's all about the story. How, how far are you right now? I just beat it. Oh, you did? In fact, I actually went back and beat it and played it and got a different alternate ending. So the, the game's a few years spoiler, old. Spoiler, so, uh, it has alternate endings. <laughs> what, what ending did you get? The first one? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we're talking spoilers on Heavy Rain. If you haven't played it, I'm sorry. Well, um, I, didn't, I didn't know we were talking about this, but I'm excited to. <laughs> but again, that game's eight or nine years old. Right, so... so um, so uh, the first ending I got, I don't know what the title of the ending because each ending has different titles. Yeah, but uh, the, the one the, the trophies that pop. Will tell yeah, you. yeah, yeah. The one I got the first time was uh, Ethan was shot by the police. That's the one I got. <laughs> it fucking sucked. I know. You're like, what the hell? The, the trophy said so close. Yes. And the reason yes. why I got it is because when you're Madison, you have to you have to escape the police mm-hmm. and you have to use motion controls on the controller, which suck. Yeah. And you have to drive, uh, drive the car into a warehouse and warn him. So that the police is out there. Here's the thing though. Yeah. I first time I actually, I actually died. Uh, I, I Madison actually died. Oh, okay. The reason why is because I was trying to make, make my way through the origami killer's apartment and she opens a window and she's like, it's a big fall. I might die. And I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> I jump out the window and she dies. I'm like, oh, she's dead. <laughs> so I didn't have the benefit of having Madison. Did you not know even. like the weight of your choices or? Um, I just kind of figured that, that she might still survive. I don't know. She might wake up in the mm-hmm. hospital at the end of the game, but no, she died. Dude, that, that game. So there's no game overs. There's yeah. no um, second chances or whatever. But what you, you you live with your choices and the consequences yeah. of those choices. Um, that game's amazing. What you can do, though, in that game is you can go back to the main menu and choose chapters and yeah. restart from a different chapter. Yeah. So when I finished the game, uh, Ethan was killed by the police, but he did save Sean. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott, Sean! Scott Shelby died. I had Ethan shoot Scott because freaking... That's an option? Yeah. It was, at least for me. Oh, wow. Like, I saved Sean, and then all of a sudden Scott Shelby shows up. What, what happened to the detective French-Canadian? He uh, <laughs> he was a French Canadian. Yeah, he has the worst <laughs> accent, dude. Uh, he um, He's an origami killer. <laughs> um, he it just shows a clip of him sitting in his uh, in his boss's office saying he's done with the FBI. Interesting, but when yeah. he chases uh, Scott Shelby up on like the, uh-huh. the conveyor belt, uh-huh. did Scott get away from you then? No, Scott. Scott fell into the little little turny. So how did Ethan shoot him after that? Well, that okay. So the first time, oh, there's more. The first of this. time, okay. okay. So, so the first time, this is what happened. Uh, the cop, um, what's his name, Raymond, oh, I don't Some, the FBI agent, he's the that, one that's like not memorable to me at all. <laughs> right? He doesn't doesn't learn who the uh, who the killer is for one. Dude, you had see this is amazing because yeah, your gameplay sounds so your your game playthrough sounds so different than mine. Yeah, and and it's not skill based too because it's not like oh you couldn't figure that out you must suck at games. It's just mm-hmm. like you just it just happened the way it did. Yeah. Um. But the FBI agent didn't figure out who the origami killer was or where Sean was. Um. Madison died. So the only two people on the scene for the for the climax of the game was Ethan and Scott. Scott. That's cool, man. And so what happened was I go, I save Sean. Scott shows up. He tells me his whole story about how, you know, he wanted to find a father that was mm-hmm. worthy and all that stuff. And then uh, and then as Ethan, um, you 
can just pull a gun out and shoot him if you want to and kill him. Dude. And I did because that screw was, that. <laughs> that was so heart-wrenching for me because I thought that Scott Shelby was like the coolest Oh, me too. When you're like feeding a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the this, passion this is that he really, showed. This is really random and like, this is a random tangent, but this is an excellent game. If you guys haven't yeah. played it, you totally should. I, I almost, I felt I'm conflicted about the Scott Shelby being the origami killer. It sucks. Because number one, I felt cheated because mm-hmm. it was just like, Here's the origami killer. It was him the whole time. But then if and, you and go back like, and look at it, like you don't, you never see who hired this private right. detective. He was pretending quotes. to be a private private detective, but at the mm-hmm. same time, he was so like emotional towards getting that one rich dude's son and mm-hmm. storming into the uh, storming into the house and shooting up. Well, all it the makes sense because he was taking credit for his murders. I guess that makes sense. And he and he goes back to the scene of the crime to hide evidence. That's why he was there. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, anyway, none of this um, is going to make sense unless you play the game, but well, no, but it did make sense that like Scott had could put on the uniform and that's how he got kids to come with him without mm-hmm. being noticed that he was being taken, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Anyway, um, the second time I went back and I was like, okay, I didn't like that. I killed Madison, not knowing what the, the so you, you just kept playing after all your choices. Or- yeah. Yeah. Okay. So after I finished the game, the first time I was like, I'm going to go back. I went back to the part where Madison's in the origami kills department. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I played that part again where I got Madison to escape. And then I immediately called the FBI agent. Cause she has an option where you can call mm-hmm. Ethan or call the FBI agent. Well, I already knew that Ethan knew where the, where Sean was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I called the FBI agent and, and so it changed the story completely. Whereas like she shows up, she evades the cops and she Mm -hmm. warns Ethan that there's cops out there. And then you have the whole fight between the FBI agent and, and Scott Shelby on the little conveyor belt thing. And, um, the ending is pretty different. It's, it's kind of cool. You should, uh, David Cage is the guy that makes all these games. He is, uh, he is, his company is called Quantic Dream. And they're stationed in Canada, like Montreal or something. Um, his first game that he played was called Indigo Prophecy. Okay. It's kind of like this, but uh, a little more fantastical. And not as many, like, like your choices count and they matter and everything. Uh, the game starts and you kill a guy in a bathroom. And you don't know why. It's a cutscene, And then he... And then like, he comes to you and like, what have I done? This came out a long time ago yeah. for the PS2, right? And the Xbox. Oh, what yeah. was it called? Indigo Prophecy. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said that, didn't you? Just yeah. Now. No, I was thinking about it. I was like, but yeah, then, I started playing that. And then it goes split screen and you see a detective walking into the bathroom and you have to hurry and clean it. <laughs> and like, it's kind of intense because you're like, there's I like remember. a timer and you're like, oh gosh, oh gosh. Um, that, that, that game had game overs and stuff like, yeah. But it wasn't. It was cool to see the way he started out. It's like I played that before Heavy Rain. So this might this might show you how old I am. But when I played Indigo Prophecy, I worked. I was in high school and I was working at a Hollywood Video. So I rented Indigo Prophecy. Played. I don't remember how much of it I played, but I remember the whole like you wake up or you come mm-hmm. to or whatever. You notice you killed somebody, so you're trying to cover up the murder before you get caught mm-hmm. to try to solve your the own murder, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And I didn't actually end up get, getting to finish it, but I now that you were talking about it, it yeah. Heavy that, Rain that felt, got remastered recently too. Did it? Yeah. Heavy Rain felt just like mm-hmm. it, so makes me want to play his uh, Detroit. Detroit Become Human. It, yeah. Heavy Rain is a better game, I would say. Mm-hmm. But Detroit has uh, much more options, better, much better special effects and graphics, way better voice acting. Yeah. Um, the story is a little more wide. It's a little more broad. 
Um, whereas heavy rain, heavy rain's a confined story to do with like a murder and finding your son. Um, but you should yeah. definitely play Detroit. It's good. I'll, I'll look into it. Um, heavy rain. Yeah. It's a good game. Um, sorry, we spoiled it for you, but, uh, <laughs> play it. It's fun. Um, I don't think knowing the ending, I don't think will, will change the way you feel about it because you have to play each character and you have to make their decisions pretty intimately. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe, maybe knowing the ending ahead of time will make, the, will make you change the, make it's also, different changes. It's good to play decisions. on Halloween too. Cause it's kind of. It's intense. There's like it's dark. Yeah, it's dark. It's dark. You're talking about like little kids being mur- like kidnapped and murdered. But you just felt like every decision you made in that game like had a lot of weight. Well, like you, your son comes and visits you at your house. Mm-hmm. You start off in this nice house, and the tragedy happens, and you start in this tiny house. Yeah, and you could be a good father, or you could not. So like, could you make your kid food, make him do homework, or just hang out with him and watch TV, or ignore him completely? There's there's all yeah. the stuff that you can do. Yeah, it's interesting because I just I just kind of figured like and the soundtrack is so good in that game. Yeah. I want to play the I want to play the heavy rain song if I can find it. <laughs> well, while you're doing that, why don't you look up uh, or why don't you not look up? Why don't you tell me what you've been playing? What have you been up to? Um, so I I know I've mentioned this on the main show, and every time I bring it up, Reese is kind of a dick and he <laughs> just like kind of dismisses it. I'm playing a game called Hollow Knight, and Hollow Knight is a uh, it's just like an old school Castlevania game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm playing it on the Switch right now. I stopped playing Spider-Man because Hollow Knight is so addicting. Um, but it says we're going to talk about this later today. Uh, or Guacamelee. It's kind of the same. Um, so it's a side scroller. It's a side scroller. There's a is massive. It, is it an indie game? Yeah, for sure. Cool. There's a small studio called Team Cherry. They're located in Australia. Okay. Um, so they have these really cool art style, which I'll, I'll show you right now. Um, but it's really like gothic, and I don't mean gothic like black lipstick. I mean gothic like cathedrals, and sure, yeah, gargoyles all over the place. That's cool. Um, it's a really cool setting. You're actually like an insect, and you're crawling through. Um, yeah, that's kind of got a, a little bit of a, a Tim Burton mm-hmm. German expressionist uh, vibe to it for sure. That's but cool. you're you're crawling through a. Essentially, there's this hive, like an ant hive, but it's a colony, and there's like a, a garden that a queen had, or there's like a, a soul asylum there where a wizard collects souls, and you're crawling through each part, uh, unlocking like a double jump, or a dash, or like a wall climb. Like, oh, I can get to this part now, and I can get to this part, and there's secrets. And there's so many secrets in this game that you might not even find them all. But you find the secrets and you get like more health or you get a stronger sword. Cool. Um, there's also a, a really heavy Dark Souls um, inspired theme to it. it. You collect money and if you die, you lose all your money. If you go back to the same spot where you died, you'll see little Hollow Knight's like soul, like a shadow soul. And you go and you kill it and you get all your Oh, nice. All, all your stuff. But if you die twice, then you lose everything. Okay. That's happened to me a few times. It sucks. <laughs> so what kind of, what kind of coins do you uh, collect as an insect? Uh, they're, I don't know. They're like weird little like <laughs> chips. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but like, it, it's really difficult. It's really rewarding. Yeah. Um, Is that a gameplay screen right there that yeah. you're, yeah, that looks really cool. Um, I don't know. Obviously we're on audio show, but just to kind of describe what's, uh, what's going on here, it's definitely a side scroller, but you have this, this really cool, um, 
I guess I would describe it as like you got Tim Burton style, you know, you have skulls kind of in the, in the background or what appear to be skulls. And, but like, it also has like these insect type, um, thorns yeah, and like horns the, and the big beetles are like the, the sentry guards and they have spears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. And then the, the color is really cool too. I mean, it's not, it's not very saturated, but it's definitely going to, it's definitely going to keep you, uh, keep your attention for sure yeah, there's yeah there's it's a beautiful game and it was only 15 dollars. i already played it for 20 hours <laughs> 20 and that's not even like that's really good man that's not even like going into repeat places yeah i'm, I'm going back and finding secrets and stuff I'm like oh there's a boss here you know like, <laughs> that's cool I definitely got my money's worth not to mention there's an expansion pack called gods and nightmares i haven't even got to that yet <laughs> so yeah so this if, game if, is totally worth 15 dollars. you're gonna spend that much on lunch anyway yeah you might as well get this instead like here's one of the bosses too that was insanely hard wow uh just to kind of describe it it's like a billion butterflies and then the butterflies come together and make a creature that looks like a worm with giant teeth from Star Basically, Wars. Basically, <laughs> yeah. That looks kind of like, if I were to describe that, it looks like something out of Stephen King. Yeah. Right there, yeah. And, and you fight that. If, if you're if you're listening right now, like like go on Google or whatever and Google um, Hollow Knight gameplay pictures or, or, or artwork. It's, it's pretty cool. I think if you're a fan of German expressionism or Tim Burton or what you might feel like Stephen King would give you, <laughs> you'll, you'll like this. I, I'm going to have to play this game now. Yeah, this game is sick. It's uh, I like it better than Guacamelee. Really? But it's much, much more challenging. And the story is really obscure. You have to piece it together yourself. Okay. You're trying to, you don't know why you're even crawling through this cathedral, but you are. And you're looking for something and people tell you stories about this place. You don't, you don't have a map. You have to walk around aimlessly. Really? Until you find a map maker. And he sits there. And you can always tell when he's close because he... <laughs> and you're like, oh, the map maker. <laughs> and then you go find him. And then you go, oh, yeah, I mapped this place together. Uh, I'll sell you this map for 100 gold or 100. That's kind of cool. And then if, That's you, like a- but if you don't have any money... it's <laughs> go around and get money and come back and pay him. That's kind of cool though, because like, because it reminds me of like, did you ever play uh, StarCraft or or Warcraft? Yeah, yeah. Not not World of Warcraft, but like yeah. how like the maps are all dark mm-hmm. and you you can only the see, fog of war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can only see what you discover. Mm-hmm. That kind of reminds me of that, but yeah. you actually have to like pay for. It. That's kind of cool. Yeah, there's th- this is a completely. It's a new game with an old school style. There's stuff in this game that you might not find. And in today's day and age, it's amazing to think that a developer would make something during the time to make it, and you might not ever see it. Yeah. So this, that's how this game is. is yeah, that is kind of... They, they spend a lot of time for, for Easter eggs that you or things, just hidden items, hidden like things. Like Call of Duty won't ever do that. They'll, they won't oh, ever sure. devote the time to make something for you never to find it. Right. Which is bad. I love Call of Duty games. Right. But, but, but you know, your mainstream games aren't going to do that very much. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know... Yeah, that, that's... yeah. True. Yeah, I, I I can't recommend this game enough. I think it's cool. like it's practically perfect. My biggest complaint is sometimes it's really hard. Yeah. Sometimes it's kind of obscure. Sometimes it's kind of hard to find a map maker. So like, but nothing ever feels repetitive. Each area feels so different. Uh, yeah, it's so good. Maybe I'll maybe I'll play this and then uh, and then we'll have a proper review on it on our Cold Bar Arcade. Yeah, that's it. Cold Bow Arcade. Did I say that right? Cold Barcade. Cold Barcade. Um, cool. Dude, that looks cool. So, uh, 
Besides this, there's there's still games coming out soon. What are yeah. you uh, What are you kind of chomping up the bit to play right now? Oh man, so I am really looking forward to Red Dead Redemption Two. That comes out at the end of this week. Yeah, and what's so the, what's the release date? Do you know? Um, well, obviously, I'm not 100 percent sure when this episode is going to be released. Yeah. So by the time you're listening out. to this, it might have been out for a month yeah. by now, but it, it's not coming. It's not out yet. Um, but uh, yeah, October 26th is, is its release date official release date and uh dude you played red 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 dead redemption one yeah yeah. and that game just the story game yeah this the the campaign or story mode whatever Mm -hmm. is fantastic even even the the add-on that you could get the uh the zombies um what's it called was it called zombies undead nightmare undead nightmare that's what it was um was even the story mode on that one was was really really good and i think it was just because maybe there was some uh I don't know some something because Rockstar has always kind of led the way with these huge maps and ex, and expansion you know games and stuff. When mm-hmm. when they came out with uh, Grand Theft Auto Three for the PS2 was kind of like the first one to be like oh wow you can do all of this stuff like it's not just it's not just guiding you through things you can go anywhere. Yeah. Rockstar maybe not maybe isn't the, aren't the originals and they might not even be doing the doing the best but they're doing it pretty damn good. They I mean I would say they were like. Yeah, they invent. They did not invent open world, but they invented a sandbox. Yeah, a sandbox for you to play in. Like yeah, the first time I played Grand Theft Auto Three. Yeah, my mind was blown. Yeah, yeah, mine too. Like all the stuff you could just go do. You know yeah. what I mean? At, at any time you wanted to, it was cool. And and um, so Red Dead Redemption One came out on the heels of I think Grand Theft Auto Four. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And so and so you basically taking Grand Theft Auto. And putting it in a Western where instead of cars, you ride horses mm-hmm. instead of machine guns, you have revolvers, right? you know, and, and then, and then you can, you know, hunt animals or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> Red Dead Redemption was an awesome game. So basically from what I've heard about Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption 2 is they're making it gorgeous and they're expanding it and they're mm-hmm. making it. And then I'm not sure so much about the story mode yet, but I think it's a prequel too. It's like it has John Marks in it. Yeah. I don't know if he's the main character, but I think he it's is. a prequel for sure. Maybe Dutch's gang. And I, I've even gone on record in saying this, but I'm not excited at all for this game. Um, I feel like it's been way too long, like almost 10 years yeah. since the last it one has came been. out. So I'm like not even, the excitement's gone. They, they, they didn't strike while the iron was hot for another cowboy game. Um, but I've even yeah. said if, if this game's good, and I actually play it and I enjoy it. I'll be the first to admit that I was wrong. Yeah. But as of right now, I'm kind of forgot it was even coming out. Yeah. And you're uh, kind of right there. I, I think that like, cause, cause GTA five came out get this came out in 2013. It came out the, the same year as the last of us. Yes. It came out in t- it came out in 2013. It came out five years ago. Mm hmm. And or and over still, over five years and ago. And it's still selling top of the charts. Yes. They're still well, that's because they're still releasing new content for the online game. Yeah. And so you think about it and you're like, if had they released the game three years after GTA five came out, mm-hmm. that would have been 2016. I think they would have hit that. But I think you're right though, that kind of like the excitement has kind of died down a bit, but maybe when people start playing it, it's going to kind of ramp back up a I mean, bit. I feel like I'm the only person in the world that did not buy Grand Theft Auto Five. Because it's it's the second highest selling game of all time. Yeah, the only game that sold more is like Minecraft. So GTA Five 
Rockstar did something a little different than they than they have before. In in their other previous GTA and Red Dead Redemption, you could play online, yeah. but online gaming wasn't the central focus on Red Dead on 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 GTA oh. or on before GTA Five. Now GTA Five had its own story, and the mm-hmm. story I think was good, um, and it's and it's good and it's great and everything. But what's kept GTA Five on the top? is the online game because right. they keep releasing new and more and more. It's actually kind of amazing too because there's stuff mm-hmm. like Overwatch and Fortnite mm-hmm. and there's, there's options but people are buying this game still to yeah. play it online. Well, and, That's and insane. A big part of that and, and I, I like to look at it as Rockstar giving EA the big middle finger and saying you guys blow mm-hmm. is because with Rockstar you buy the game and I don't think I've paid a dime for um, for downloadable content DLC. But have you bought like costumes and cars? Well, I mean, with the money that you get in the game. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I mean, like, if they say, "Oh, there's this new game add-on expansion thing, you can now do heists," mm-hmm. you're not paying for that. If you paid for the game, you get that. That's what that's what Rockstar has been doing for the past five years. Is they've been adding these really really cool aspects to GTA Online that is really cool that they you could probably expect them to do with Red Dead Redemption as well that is just fantastic. Yeah. And um has EA ever done anything like that? Like EA uh, they, they definitely don't give away stuff for free, that's right. for sure. EA is known for nickel and diming their customers for everything. Well, not only EA but Activision yeah. and Ubisoft yeah. and but EA's given the bad rap for it. I mean, you ever, you, ever, you played Battlefront, right? Like you have to. No, I did not. I did not well, you have it. to pay money now to be mm. Darth Vader. Yeah. Or whatever it is. I, I haven't played it in a while, but. Yeah, it's it sucks. Same um, question. What do you what do you uh, what are you looking for? Well, let me let me just end this part by saying, when Red Dead Redemption the first one came out, I had pre-ordered a game called Alpha Protocol. I completely paid it off. It was supposed to be Mass Effect, but with spies. I remember that game. Yeah, I don't. I didn't play it, but I remember it. Yeah, I I put all this money down on this game. I had it pre-ordered. Uh, that game came out, and I look look at the review scores, and it was getting three or four out of ten. Ugh. Um. So I took that money that I uh, saved up for and slowly paid this game off at GameStop because I was broke. I took all that money and I went out on the limb and I bought Red Dead. And I was like, well, I'm going to get this game that's getting good reviews. And I that game blew my mind. Yeah. So, yeah. with that being said, I wasn't excited for Red Dead then. I'm not excited for Red Dead now. But it may surprise me. I'm going to send you some screenshots when I'm playing it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, that's that's uh, that's how I'll end that. Is I, cool. It could surprise me. Yeah. Um, something I'm excited to play for right now that I, I'm chomping at the bit of play. Uh, the new Smash Brothers on the Switch. I'm dying to get my hands on that. Uh, I'm a huge Smash Brothers fan. I've been playing it since the 64. Yeah. Uh, the new one coming out for the Switch is going to be massive. It's going to have like the biggest roster available. Basically, every person they've had so far. I love the Switch. I got to say, I'm not a big Nintendo person. Not because yeah. I don't like them or anything, but just because of preference. I play Xbox and PlayStation. Yeah. Um, but I do love that you can just like freaking grab your Switch and just take it with you and you can play. Like, <laughs> well, even like today, like my son got home from school. He was good. He had all his homework done. His room was clean. And I was watching TV and he's like, can I play Switch? I was like, yeah. 
You can. Mm-hmm. And I'll just say on I'll, my TV. I'll keep watching what I'm watching. Yeah. You just or like vice versa. Like if yeah. he's watching Netflix or something, then I can just take my Switch. I Now, did did Play, PlayStation try to do something like this before, right? They did the, the Vita, and they, they kind of had something called like cross-play. It, it, it worked. Um, but like not to the same extent. Yeah, they, they the Vita tried to have like AAA experiences on the Vita, and they didn't quite nail it. And for some reason, Nintendo did. Like the the Switch will never be able to play Red Dead Redemption Two. Right, right. But it can play Breath of the Wild, and that game's stunning. But that's always kind of and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that's always kind of something about Nintendo games is that they're not like. <sighs> How do I say this? They're not like 4K, yeah. 1080p. They're not trying to blow you away with graphics. Now, their graphics are good. It, right? it's, it's an art style, too. Yeah, like it's an they, art style. Exactly. They do art styles that are timeless, and they will look good forever. Yeah. Um, whereas something like a PlayStation 1 game looks weird now. Yeah, it looks at the bo- time, boxy it was, and At the gross. time, they're like, oh, it looks just like a person. <laughs> and it was like 64 <laughs> polygraph, polygraphs. Look, look at Lara Croft's coney boobs. I know. It's a real bro. She, they have two boobs, not but just one. <laughs> you look at like Super Mario Brothers and like Super Nintendo, it still looks good. Like the, the pixel art. That's true. Great. Yeah, that's true. And Breath of the Wild, I feel like some parts of that look better than Skyrim. It looked better than The Witcher. And it's just the art direction that they went with. Well, and, and just uh, talking to talking about Scott here, um, who's also part of the Cold Bow podcast, he's he talk always talks about playing uh, Legend of Zelda mm-hmm. on his Switch, yeah. and he talks about how gorgeous it is. And it's like it's like you said, it's, it's an art style. Like you compare a screenshot from GTA Five or Legend of Zelda or Skyrim mm-hmm. or name whatever game you want, they're all going to be different, but they're not necessarily one's not going to be necessarily better than the other because it's one, style. one will look more realistic that's yeah. for sure if that's the look you're going for that's fine well but, but but again it's about style yeah you know what i mean it's um like the uh telltale games you know the telltale games are kind of um specifically made who to are look out like, of business now really I yeah <laughs> they 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 closed up shop went out of business that kind of sucks i like yeah. their games yeah it does suck. but their games were kind of known for looking having that drawn on feel like like comic book style like you cell shading yeah yeah and uh, and um, that kind of worked for them. I guess it didn't because they're out of business. But, <laughs> but it worked for the games they came out with. But their games were their games looked good. Yeah, because of the style, right? So anyway, yeah, and uh, that that's something I'm excited for. Super Smash Brothers. Um, other games, I really I, I want to play the new Assassin's Creed. I haven't really given those games a, sh- a shot. Since Assassin's Creed 3. Why? But apparently this new one is supposed to be really good. I heard the one in Egypt was good too. Um, It was, I mean, it was got like decent reviews because they they took a year off because of the movie. Yeah. So it got like decent reviews, but this new one's like blowing people away. Where is it? It's this one takes place in Greece, right? Yeah. And you're like a Spartan basically. (sighs) See, here's the thing. You guys, you guys don't like Assassin's Creed 3 and I can't say I blame you, but I actually really liked it. Um, and I don't know why <laughs> I just liked it. Maybe it was the, the American revolution story side of it. Um, <clears throat> but sold, told through the side of a, of a native American. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I can see why Assassin's Creed people have lost their luster with it because it's just the same old well, repetitive like stuff. Like we even said, find out today there's 10, excuse me, there's 10 main games. Yeah. And then there's like 20 more. Smaller games, side stories. Think about this. 
10, it's a little saturated. 10, exactly. Saturated is a perfect word to use. Cause think about it. <clears throat> 10 main games, 10 games that you go to the store, you pay 60 bucks for if you're mm-hmm. buying a brand new. Right. Um, and you think about <clears throat> that. The first Assassin's Creed, I think came out in 2007, 2006, yeah. 2007, 2007. So that was 11 years ago. Yeah. So they've released a game, a top, I guess, sixty dollar game, whatever, every every year except for one or two. And when they took that year off, there was a mediocre movie, right? And you, like, of course, they're going to feel recycled. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're going to feel like they're doing the same thing. Just like you know, uh, Call of Duty is given crap for is, is things just feel recycled. Yeah. Or uh, what's the other game? Um, the Arkham Asylum games felt kind of recycled. They, yeah. They're just putting out a game just so they can put it out. So I really hope that it's good. Maybe I'll maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, I'll I'll give it a rent or something and see. Um, but yeah, like there's, there's other stuff I'm excited for. There's games that are out already that I'm like dying to play. Yeah, like um, I want to go back and finish Octopath Traveler on the Switch. I stopped playing that so I can play Spider Man, and then I stopped playing <laughs> Spider Man. I want to play Spider Man Hollow Knight. It looks good. Yeah, I mean, to me, Spider Man's like a, a solid seven. Yeah, like it's not. It's good, but not great. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's worth playing though. Like it's yeah. it's cool seeing those characters. But yeah, the yeah, I, I think I'm just kind of saving my anticipation for Red Dead for the moment. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. All right, let's get into our topic here. Uh, today we are going to be uh, kind of discussing i guess reviewing a game that i recommended troy play called guacamole so let's let's back up for a second here so one thing or as um i'd say let's preface this for a second Um, (laughs) no let's back up here um so part of the reason why we chose guacamole is what we wanted to do with this uh cold bow arcade and uh this kind of platform this this special show style was to talk a little bit more about um you know give some indie games a little bit more of time to you know to come out and and, and uh shine a little bit um and this isn't by any means an indie game only special show but but we did want to kind of use some time to show some to to give uh, credit where credits due as far as when it comes to indie gaming because or indie game developing. Um, we we did get this idea because I had the guys play a game called Inside yes. and a game called Brothers. Yeah, and I I mean stop me if I'm wrong, but probably two games you guys would have never ever thought of playing had never. it not been uh never. me forcing you to play it for now, an assignment now inside was developed by the same guys who did limbo limbo and i wanted like to play dead studios yeah and i wanted to play limbo but uh but i never got around to it and it's it's one of those games it's like i just don't really and find find the time to play and inside is so much better yeah inside is great one thing also, um, and I don't want to talk too much about this, but I, for a little while, um, worked on developing a sports app. Um, I was on the team that developed the sports app uh, for your phone. Mm-hmm. And I won't get, go too much into the app because it doesn't, you know, it's not relevant to guacamole. But I just wanted to point out that, like, what I did was I mainly do video production. That's my bread and butter. But I also did some design. And if you think about, like, what goes into a video game – there is 
so much, even for just an app on your phone, there is so much that goes into this game, right. into these games. And so when you take a when you take a game like Guacamelee that might just be looked at as just a simple side scroller or inside that's a side scroller or right. even, you know, heavy rain or, or any of these, we need to give we need to give these developers some insane amount of credit for the work that they put into to make these games. Mm-hmm. And maybe feel grateful that some of these games we can buy for twenty bucks or fifteen dollars, fifteen like, or free if you have a subscription to Xbox Live or PS Plus. Uh, or PS Plus. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like and you so, played uh, uh, Heavy Rain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so this is my. Granted, I played it like ten years too late, but still. <laughs> um, Better late than never. But this is my kind of work, like work around, like call out to indie game developers like basically telling you even if your game isn't reviewed very well yeah and even if your game just flat out sucks like keep it up you know like i mean like what you're doing is freaking awesome and like i've seen i mean i've never made a game i've no i wouldn't even know how to start but i've seen some of like the people who are in their putting in the hours yeah like people these people love video games and then they get behind the scenes and they're like wow this sucks <laughs> people are just gonna try to break my game they're gonna like yeah they're like i need you to go on this mission they're gonna turn around and go the opposite way because they can yeah you have like video games are an interesting yeah. medium um but think about this for a second real quick so i always i always tell people when they ask me why i got into video i tell them i'm combining multiple media styles, multiple art, art styles that I really love. I love photography. Um, I love drawing. So storyboarding, all that stuff. I love, um, media, like audio media and everything. You're, you're basically combining everything and you're trying to tell a story. You're trying to, to get something from point A to point B in a way, right. or even if it's just a promotional video, a commercial, a 15 second commercial, you're still telling a story, right? Right. Video games take that and they're saying, here, here's the controller mm-hmm. you play, right? Yeah. They're doing all of that, but they're also letting you choose or you play and you mm-hmm. it, they're creating more of an experience for it. And so I think that's where I'm going with the whole give these guys some credit. So that's where I wanted to kind of a roundabout way come back to Guacamelee and say, you know, when you look at Guacamelee, when I when you first told me to download it and I downloaded it and I was like, this game is a side scroller there's no yeah audio, you, like you told me you didn't like side scrollers i don't it. yeah and you know i still kind of don't but if it's a good game like guacamole is like inside is mm-hmm. then i can get past it right yeah but uh when you look at guacamole and you download it for the first time and you have your first you know your first mission or whatever and you realize there isn't any audio there's no spoken words it's just music yeah. and sound effects. That's it. Mm-hmm. And um, and then you look at it and it kind of is a little underwhelming. And I guess I'm just trying to like come around and say like it's okay because mm-hmm. it's it's an excellent game. Yeah. Am I making any yeah, sense? Yeah, here? for sure. Okay. Um, I mean, I I didn't have the same reaction because when I turned on Guacamelee the first time, I was like, oh, this is like Metroid or Castlevania. Yeah. And nobody's making games like this right now because these are games that were super popular back in the day. But uh, nobody has really tackled it since. Yeah, and that makes sense. I adore those games. I love... Exp- it was like open world games before open world. It was exploring and unlocking secrets and stuff like that. And uh, if anything, it's more like Metroid for sure. Yeah. Um, because you can turn into a chicken. <laughs> um, spoilers. 
But um, Guacamelee, oh, uh, Drinkbox Studios made Guacamelee. Mm-hmm. They're located in Toronto, Canada, and they made a game about Mexican culture <laughs> and luchadors. And they all have super like uh, on the nose names. Like the main character's name was Juan Aguacate, which means avocado. <laughs> and um, the 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 main girl is just the Tosada. The the uh, President's daughter, El Presidente's oh, yeah. daughter, right? El Presidente's daughter. Yeah. And uh, the female luchador that recruits him or brings him back from the, the dead is Tostada. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's funny. Like it's, but it's also, but not too many games are, are, have like Mexican culture in it too. True. And like, because it's Mexican culture, the, the colors were just like yeah. eye catching. Yeah. Just like, like some of the color scheme that they use and well, one of the one of the things that I love that I love most about Mexican culture is their uh, Day of the Dead mm-hmm. holiday. Oh yeah, me too. Dia de los Muertos. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, I think it's great, and and um, <clears throat> and you know, coming on on the heels of uh, Pixar's Coco that was just released mm-hmm. um, not too long ago, or is that Disney? Disney Pixar. Disney Pixar. Okay. Um, was just released not too long ago. And so you kind of got, you know, a little bit more immersed into that, um, that holiday, that, that kind of, I guess, belief system, if you want to call that. Mm-hmm. Well, Guacamelee does the same thing. It's, yeah. it's, uh, you're basically the premise of the story is that some, uh, some bad guys from the undead world or the dead world yeah. come into the living and they're trying to take it over and they're trying to merge the two worlds and take over everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're just a simple agave mm-hmm. farmer named Juan. And, uh, Juan Avocado. Juan Avocado. You're an agave farmer. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Agave? Yeah. All right, cool. And, uh, and then you somehow find a you get killed and then you're in the you're in the day the land of the dead and then you find a a, a, or you're given a luchador mask luchador luchador see i'm terrible see and like that's a funny thing is like the skeletons are attacking mexico yeah so the only thing in mexico that can save you is a luchador so that's it's it's funny it's great it's great and one of the things that i noticed the first the first things I noticed about Guacamelee was the music. Mm-hmm. The music is so good. Yeah, it's great. And it changes. It's not just the same song over and over again or whatever. It changes. It, like when you go to certain maps or certain or certain parts of the map, certain cities, certain areas, the music changes. But it's all still really good. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's it's a pretty challenging game too. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get to your boss and fights and stuff, you gotta you have to get pretty clever on how you're gonna how you're gonna beat him. So I played this game entirely with my my seven year old son Oliver, and you can play this game multiplayer because when you the first version of it you could not, and they came out with the Super Mega Turbo Championship Edition. Oh okay. Um, which is the one that you and I have. Yeah. And I played this with Oliver, and when you put more people on the game knows and it becomes harder okay so i was playing bosses with ollie and i was dying (laughs) all the time and sometimes i'd play without him and he'd join me a little bit later and i i had some skills and stuff i unlocked some different movesets and he didn't know about them so we'd just die and die and die and i was trying so hard (laughs) not to just like okay turn turn off your controller come back after I beat yeah, this boss. Yeah, maybe this boss and then you know, we can go explore. This is like, and, uh, I don't know, it, it was a fun experience to play with him, but when you're, 
the the game is it's really twitch based it's a uh, skill based you have to okay you have to know combos and you have to be quick and yeah you, you can die a lot yeah like i did die sides, a lot and most sides <laughs> really that um, yeah but it was it was a different experience playing it with my son it was it was fun um i wouldn't do it again or i'd, I'd start over put it on an easier setting or something yeah um but yeah i guess some of the so one of the, the cool things about this game that we kind of just brushed over is you start off and you can punch, 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 right? Yes. And then you unlock uh, by way of breaking a Chozo statue. <laughs> I was going to say we have to talk about that. That belongs to uh, <laughs> Way Way something. I don't remember his name. He's like a goat goat god. Yeah. He's um, a goat that can became, become a man. Yeah. And so teaches you special so, abilities. But he gets pissed that you break his statues. <laughs> but that's the only way you can and, get the And abilities. that's none, another thing, too, he's kind of brushed over is the writing is so yeah, funny. It is funny. Like, whoever whoever came up with the script was hilarious, dude. I was cracking up sometimes. And they have, like, memes everywhere. Yes, the memes. I was going to say, like, like you learn a new, you learn a new, um, a new, skill let's say it's like the frog jump and all of a sudden the screen pops up and it's you like your your character in a pose and says frog jump and yeah. it's like across the screen and you're like yay <laughs> it's it's kind of cool <laughs> yeah it's, it, I don't know, it's, it's a really witty game yeah um but you unlock like a rooster punch the very first time they're like oh i can break red walls now and i can go to the spot pot, spot i couldn't before yeah or like uh if there's a ledge you couldn't get to before you can uppercut and rooster punch onto the ledge yes and then there's like oh yellow walls i can't get past the yellow wall yeah it's weird and you keep playing and you unlock the luchador headbutt or the goat headbutt yes and then you you can break yellow walls (laughs) and then there's the frog splash and you can break blue floor like the floor is blue or something yes yeah um but it, it it does it in a way that's clever because you get used to it and then you know that's already part of your repertoire, and you can but keep then using it. The thing that the thing that's great about it, and, and what you'd expect from any game, is that as you progress, you have to find really clever ways to use all of your abilities. Oh, to, they did to, it too. To just move further into the in, uh, yeah. uh, along the map, like um, there are so many puzzles in this game. Oh, they were just like, wait, how do I? Oh, I get it. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Um, and then the story itself isn't that bad either. Like the main villain. Um, Kalaka, Carlos Kalaka, Carlos Kalaka. He's uh, he's um, an entertainer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he gets tricked by the devil, and he basically has his soul stealing, stolen, soul stolen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he uh, in, in the land of the dead, he gets more, more and more powerful. And then he actually turns the devil into a rooster. Mm-hmm. He tricks the devil and turns him into a rooster, which is funny because that same rooster ends up giving you the ability to turn into a chicken and a rooster. Mm-hmm. Like going back and forth it's hilarious it's hilarious that's just that's just part of the humor is that you encounter this rooster so Kalaka turns you to a, into a chicken mm-hmm. and then you're running around as a chicken you're like what the heck do I do now and then eventually you run into a rooster and the rooster says ah I know how to help you and it gives you the, the ability to turn back into a human and mm-hmm. at that point you can turn into a human and then into a chicken and then into a human into a chicken which is um, it's funny because in Metroid you can turn into a little ball yeah and you can roll through puzzles and mazes yeah. as a ball but in this one it's a chicken it's, this one it's a chicken <laughs> for some random reason you're a chicken but you're like but you're sitting there you're wondering like what the hell is this random rooster doing here he doesn't tell you his name he doesn't tell you anything and then when you finally learn Kalaka's Kalaka whatever Mm -hmm. when you learn his backstory um the you learn that basically he turned the devil himself into a rooster that Mm -hmm. looked just like the rooster that gave you that power did you go to the devil's uh office 
I don't know. There's a there's a hidden room where you can like. I guess not then. You can you know how you can phase from the underworld and then yes. land the living yeah. back and forth. Mm-hmm. Is another cool aspect. Yes. Of, yeah. Um. You can. There's a doorway that's broken and you phase into the land of the dead, and then you enter the doorway and you go into like El Infierno. And it's like this giant office. There's like people doing paperwork and like secretaries (laughs) everywhere. I'm gonna have to turn that game back on. That's funny. Yeah. So you, but it's it's like challenge rooms, and I I don't really care for like challenge rooms. Like, beat all the people in this room in under a minute, and yeah. So you have to complete all the challenge rooms to get to turn the rooster back into Satan, which I don't know why you'd want to. El Diablo. Maybe he maybe he gives you the ability to save the girl in the end. I don't know. Um. Funny you should say that. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it. Um, but anyway, you, you eventually unlock a, a skill, like I mentioned before, where you can phase from the underworld yeah. and not into the underworld. That introduced some of the most unique... Like, I, I played this game like five years ago. All that I remember, really, are the specific parts where you're jumping on a wall that's there, and then you mm-hmm. phase and you jump onto a wall that didn't exist until you phase into land yeah. of the dead. Yeah. So you have to jump and then phase, jump, phase, jump, phase. Or you get the or you get multiple enemies mm-hmm. at the same time that are attacking you. They can hurt you. Some of them are in the land of the dead that mm-hmm. are like little shadow figures, and some of them are in the land of the living, and you have to phase back and forth yeah. to try to beat them. And that got pretty challenging sometimes. Oh, yeah. Or like the main villain can go back and forth. From from uh, from land of the dead to land of the he can phase back and forth as well. And he also has like a yellow barrier around him, so like, oh, I have to headbutt him. Yes, and then I have to frog splash him. Yes, and then uh, yeah. Or or one thing is that I noticed <laughs> actually is funny is because um, the, when he when he is his main villain, the very very last fight, he gets the white thing white or a thing around him where you just have to punch him like four or five times mm-hmm. in a row. But that's hard when he's trying to attack you, too. Mm-hmm. But I learned that the fastest way to do that is turn yourself into a chicken, oh. run up to him, and then just peck at him like five times really fast. That, and it, it, gets, it gets rid of his little shield. And then you turn back into the to the luchador, and then you can do whatever the hell you want to. You can uppercut him, or you can do... <laughs> that, I didn't even think of that. That's so funny. <laughs> but it's clever. I don't yeah. even know if it was intended, but it, it works. Like Because as, as the chicken, you can peck really fast, mm-hmm. and it... it doesn't do any damage, but it takes away people's it gets, shields. It gets the shield down. Yeah, that's funny, dude. <clears throat> so yeah, let's. There's a there's a part too where you learn the goat fly. Yeah, and you can like sit on a wall and you fly across the room and you yeah. don't stop to hit another wall. Yeah, but there's a, a statue or a tower in the way, so you oh you phase into the land of the dead, and then you keep going. There's another statue. And you yeah. phase. And you yeah. phase and you phase. And I remember that part the most out of this game. Like, what a clever... It was clever. What a clever use. So I'm like... And eventually, they're like half a second apart. So you're like... Yeah. Pushing it, trying to get the timing down. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, to me, this game... It's funny. It's witty. Uh, colorful. Story is funny. But it's just some of the most clever puzzles I've ever seen. Yeah. Which is why I wanted to play it. Is because it... Uh, yeah, it's skill based. It's a skill based game. Absolutely. Um, which is different than like Brothers or Inside. Yeah, I um, I would agree. I would say the the weakest part of the game is the story itself. But it's not. That doesn't mean it's weak. Mm-hmm. It, it just means that that's the part of the story or part of the game that they. Um, it's kind of a joke. You know yeah. I mean, like they, they made fun of them, themselves. The game is literally meant to be. 
um, skill base, like you mentioned. And then um, you have great music. You have colorful, vibrant, uh, you know, I guess, do you call them graphics? <laughs> I mean, they're, it's, it's older, you know, it's a side scroller. They're not, you're not getting the Red Dead Redemption style graphics, mm-hmm. you know, but you're, you know, it looks really nice. It's, it's really, yeah. it, it looks well, but, um, so yeah, if you're playing Guacamelee, you're not playing it for the story, but it's not that the story is bad. Mm-hmm. It's funny, you know, when you're trying to fight the guy that has, uh, fireball for his head flame face flame face yeah and he's just like shooting at you and he's laughing because he's a he's a cowboy Mm -hmm. and uh his story's funny because i guess he burned a lot of people so his his uh his punishment in hell was that he's constantly on fire yeah um anyway uh it's a good uh it's a good game i would definitely recommend it i mean should we give it a should we give it a yeah i mean reading i I would give it when I when I first played it, I was in love with it. Yeah. And then going back and playing it again, I'd give it like an eight, which, which is really high. Yeah. Um, I, w- I yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say I would give it about the same eight and a half was, was like, where I was sitting at. I, I've just played better games in yeah. that style since then. Um, even like some old school Castlevania games. Like, yeah, I see the inspiration. I respect them for doing it. This setting is super unique. Like nobody's done a setting yeah. like that before. Um, so I'd give it somewhere around an eight. But then, like, like I mentioned before, I'm playing Hollow Knight right now. Yeah, and that game is better in just about every way. Yeah. Um, which so, is not to discredit what Drinkbox did with Guacamelee. Sure. Five years ago. So eight and a half is pretty high when you consider, especially that it's a side-scrolling game. The graphics aren't incredible. There's mm-hmm. no audio. There's no, the story is iffy mm-hmm. at best. And I'm still giving it eight and a half. Which surprised like, me too, because you said around the beginning, top of the show, you said, I almost dismissed this game yeah. the second I turned it on. Yeah. Just because it was a side scroller and there was no, mainly it was a side scroller. You, you, you walk up to a, a monk or a, um, not a monk. Um, like a priest or something? Yeah, a priest, uh, a, a church, you know. Yeah. Anyway, you walk up to a guy and he starts talking to you and you have to read it. And you're like, oh, great. It's one of these games where I have <laughs> you, to. You keep saying side-scroller too like it's an insult. Like, a, Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't I don't particularly like side-scrollers. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm getting to the, to the case. I'm giving a side-scroller game like this an eight and a half. I really enjoyed Inside, which was a side-scroller. Mm-hmm. I don't particularly like side-scrollers. Sounds like you do now. I would say that I would be more open to playing them. Yeah. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that is that if you're looking to buy to play this game and you want to play it and compare it to another grand, beautiful game that you can buy out that you can go to the store and get for sixty bucks, mm-hmm. you're going to be disappointed. But if you're playing Guacamelee and you paid twenty bucks or less for it, mm-hmm. and you know what you're getting, you know what you're playing, you know what you're, you know what it's about yeah then you can appreciate it more for those things i mean and that's why i give it an eight and a half there's an expression too is like it's like comparing apples and oranges yeah well apples and oranges are still fruit and you can compare them pretty easily sure you can compare guacamelee to assassin's creed or or what's a game that came out that's like decent spider-man spider-man god of war uh, I would say Spider-Man. You can compare Guacamelee to Spider-Man. They're both video games, right? Yeah. One's more expensive than the other. To me, Guacamelee is a better game than Spider-Man. Obviously, they're different styles or different yeah. genres. But like... What you're getting at... Green is Mile different. is better than Transformers. And yeah. Transformers cost 10 times as much to make. It's true. Guacamelee costs less than Spider-Man. 
and it probably costs less to develop and it's a better game than Spider-Man. So that that's what I'm trying to get at is yeah. is just because it's a side scroller or it costs 20 bucks on the the app store doesn't mean it's a bad game. No, not at all. Yeah. I guess that's kind of roundabout what I was trying to get to as well. So Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, sorry. No, <laughs> no, and that, you. no, no, you didn't undercut me at all. That's what I was saying is that is that typically I don't like side scrollers and typically I don't like <laughs> these types of games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really enjoyed Guacamelee because Sweetie. because it was um I guess my expectations, I didn't really have, I didn't have any expectations. I didn't know what what it was. And then when I saw that it was a side scroller with no audio or anything like that, well, I mean, it has music and sound effects, but no spoken audio, mm-hmm. my expectations got a lot lower. Mm-hmm. And then as I played it, I was like, this is actually pretty fun. Yeah. Um, but I want to like talk a little bit more about some of the, uh, this game is pretty popular among in- independent gamers mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and everything. Um, so Destructoid... Um, which I had never heard about until I looked this up. Oh, you never heard of that website? No. Oh, okay. But maybe you can enlighten me. I mean, I guess that they just, they're, they're, it's games. just like a, it's a smaller, like a, like an IGN or something like that. So Destru- Destructoid in 2013 gave them the best of 2013 game award. Their game of the year. Their game of the year. Yeah. And just like, like you mentioned earlier, last of us came out that, that year uh, Bioshock Infinite, mm-hmm. um, Tomb Raider, and GTA Five were all on their list of, of uh, um, what's it called? Um, like their the runner ups or whatever. Runner ups. Yeah. Um, what else was nominated? Nominated yeah. nominations. Yeah, and they gave the game to um, Guacamelee. And That's so dope. that is dope. And yeah. I don't know much about Destructoid, but I guess if they're pretty fairly well known, not as big as IG. I mean, they're like us. There's like a couple of guys started, sure. started something. But if if a couple of guys who feel like they know enough about video games is going to give a, a game a side scroller game that you really wouldn't have any business being put over GTA 5 Bioshock or Last of Us mm-hmm. then you got to know that there's something about this game that's really good yeah. right um, other I, mean, w- I personally wouldn't put it above Last of Us but I wouldn't either but, but I like Guacamelee yeah so. Another one they won is by IGN. They won best of thirteen, best of 2013 in the PS Vita, 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 Vita. Mm-hmm. Vita. In the PS Vita category, they won best of 2013. Yeah. Um, I think that was just IGN saying we want to recognize this game for being really good, but we can't give it best of 2013 for all games because right. that probably belongs to Last of Us. I think it did go to Last of Us. Um, they were also a finalist for uh, Indie IndieCade um, 2012 and Independent Games Festival. Um, they also got the uh, Editor's Choice in 2013 from PlayStation Blog. So they've you know they've gotten some accolades it's a yeah. good game and that's for, and it's deserved and uh it's cool too because if you're a developer and you start getting awards like that you're going to get recognized yeah and Drinkbox is still around and if I'm, I'm i might be misremembering but the game came out first on the playstation vita which we mentioned earlier was their handheld mm-hmm. it was their answer for like the nintendo 3ds or whatever yeah not super successful but um, it sold really well on the Vita. Yeah. And I think the, the attachment rate on a Vita, meaning how many games you own on that console, was like t- average of 20. Wow. So whoever owned a Vita had an average of at least 20 games. So if you make a game for Vita, you're going to make your money back because they're dying to play games on it, essentially. That makes sense. Yeah. So they, they got their start for Vita. They uh, made hand over fist money. And then they went on to make a game called Severed, and mm-hmm. they, they just came out with Guacamelee 2. Yeah, this year. So yeah. 
and I, I haven't played it yet. And now I'm dying to play it. <laughs> yeah, no, and uh, yeah, again, the developer is Drinkbox Studios. Um, and uh, I was looking up just some, trying to find some quotes about what the developers were saying about Guacamelee and everything. And, mm-hmm. and uh, Graham Smith, who's the co-founder, he basically just said that the reason why it took five years to get from Guacamelee 1, to, who was, which was insanely popular, to Guacamelee 2, was he said they kind of got burnt out of Guacamelee. Oh, really? They worked on Severed, and then they came back and did Guacamelee 2. And Severed, Severed's an interesting game. It's it's uh, A lot of people speculate it's in the guacamole universe it did look like it yeah, it looked like it had some of that mexican yeah, like uh, land of the dead it's, it's definitely something latin yeah. um but it's a it's a dungeon crawler like an old school pc game mm-hmm. where you, it's first person view and you go room to room but it's a touchscreen game for the vita so you see a monster with 10 eyeballs you have to cut his eyeballs by touching the screen and then sometimes he'll bring his sword down. You have to swipe up and unblock his sword. And then when you're done, you tap the screen and move that way and move that way. Interesting. Um, I mean, I, I played it on my phone, actually. Yeah. I liked it, but I don't think it's as good as Guacamelee. But it's completely different than what they did before. Well, I think the point is, I think that Drinkbox Studios, they know they know how to make fun games. Yeah, um, And, uh, you know, yeah, that's really all there is to it. So. Yeah. Thank you, Drinkbox, yeah. for making that game. I Shout thoroughly out. enjoyed it. Um, now put you on the spot. Is there a game you want to play for the next episode? Cause I've, I've got one in the chamber here. <laughs> I'm wanting you guys to do, but I, I, I picked this one. So I have one in the chamber and, uh, there's a, there's a couple reasons I've been talking about it f- uh, privately for a while. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to say it yet because there may be, maybe a potential of, of getting some actual information from the developers on this and maybe even having them on the show. I have no idea yet. So okay. I don't want to, I don't want to overpromise. I don't want to overpromise, but, um, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to leave it at that. Um, I imagine next time we talk, we get together, we're probably going to talk a lot more extensively about Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, uh, what about you? Uh, I got a game I wanted to try out. I, I played it, uh, a few years ago. It's a game called Firewatch. And this is different than uh, than all the three games put together combined that we've played so far. Uh, Firewatch is a first-person game, um, first-person point of view. uh, But you're a dude in the woods, and your job is to make sure there is no fire. And if you do, you get on your radio and you call people. Hmm. Uh, That's all I really want to say about it, (laughs) because it is super story-centric. Um, it should be like fifteen dollars. Okay. On the apps on PSN, PS Plus, whatever. Uh, gorgeous graphics. Um, but it's got this story that uh, this game came out a few years ago, and it's got the story that people still talk about, and it's got this art style that people still talk. Yeah, about. Yeah, you you pulled up some screenshots. It looks cool. Yeah. It looks like painting. Yeah. Paintings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So if you're following along, and if you wanna if you wanna follow along with us as we're playing these games, then uh, then check out Firewatch. If you've already played it, um, I apologize. It's probably gonna be a while till we uh, <laughs> till we beat it, and then and then come back and talk about it. But if you wanna play along with us, uh, that's the next game we're gonna do. And then I think I'm also gonna um, download the uh, the other game you've been playing, um, Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight and have a discussion about that and have a nice discussion about Hollow Knight, Red Dead Redemption 2 and Firewatch. <laughs> All right. I and I haven't beat Hollow Knight, so if, if you beat it <laughs> before then, that'd be cool. 
I don't so, know. You said it's pretty challenging, and so it, I, I've uh, like I mentioned before, I'm 20 hours in. I spent 15 dollars on that game, so it's definitely yeah. got my money's worth. Absolutely, cool. All well, right. uh, thanks for joining us. Um, I am super excited for this uh, new Cold Bow Arcade special we're going to be doing. So uh, keep keep you know keep your eye out for new episodes that are going to be dropping, new specials. Um, Want to give a quick shout out to. Uh, Scotty and Jake, who are doing their uh, history of music special. Um, right now, they're focusing on Sabaton, which is pretty great. They're going to be dropping some here here pretty soon, too, I imagine. Yeah, we, um, we got specials coming out like crazy. So uh, we also have our main show. Yeah, listen to our main show. Absolutely. All of the all of the episodes are going to show up on there. But uh, I'm really excited for our uh, Roll Gently uh, Dungeons and Dragons one that uh, yeah. we've been teasing for a while. But there's a lot of work there's, that goes into there's it. There's a lot of work that goes into this. So. <laughs> Uh, sorry if we haven't released an episode yet we're actually trying um yeah we, we don't want to get too in in too deep and then all of a sudden not have any content anymore so yeah yeah we're we're, we're working on it trust us but yeah thanks for uh thanks for listening thanks for sticking with us and uh i guess we'll see you next time we talk about firewatch all right game on guys love you see ya